Welcome to Candid Catholic Convos, a program brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Harrisburg. Our mission is to humanize the church and help you to grow in your faith, love, and understanding. I'm your host, Rachel Trochet, a cradle Catholic who's only human and struggled with faith on more than one occasion. Each week, you'll hear engaging, down-to-earth interviews and actionable strategies you can implement into your life with ease to help you grow closer to God. If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the changing seasons, but life feels like a lot right now. Personally, since the last week of August, everyone in my house has been sick at least once. I had surgery on my foot and I couldn't walk, let alone drive. And while that sounds like a nice break, it meant I had to make travel arrangements for everyone in my house because we go to two different schools. Everyone still needed lunches. My husband was away for a majority of September on training missions, so it was just me and my one good leg trying to figure out dinner and dishes and laundry, which never seems to end, by the way. Then everyone got sick again, and the book fair is next week. The deadline for my work project is in a few days. Did I sign the boys up for wrestling yet? I can't forget to pick up eggs from the grocery store. And when was the last time I gave the dog his flea and tick medicine? Life gets overwhelming. And fast. Sometimes we find ourselves buried under the things we need to do, and then we forget to rest. Some of us may even forget how. And when life is at its most stressful, we may even feel paralyzed. Like we're just white-knuckling ourselves from one thing to another and unintentionally missing out on actually living. So what can we do that won't add to our never-ending to-do list? Today, I'm excited to welcome back spiritual director Chris Wood to dive into this heavy topic of combating overwhelm, stress, and worry. In order to fully do this episode justice, we've decided to split it into two parts. So if you're listening to us on terrestrial radio, make sure you subscribe to Candid Catholic Convos on Spotify for the full episode of part one, and stay tuned for part two in the coming weeks. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast again. It's always a pleasure to have you and and I feel like I always dump these like super meaty topics on you, but it's it's so refreshing to have you just kind of relate to us and be able to kind of put it in a, in ways that we can understand. So thank you so much for coming back on the podcast to talk about this. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's they're really important topics that you're bringing to me, and 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 like this one especially is something that is becoming more and more of something people deal with. Um, in today's society. And it's, it's definitely very important. So I'm, I'm happy to share what I can. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that seems to be prevailing a lot lately. Um, so let's, let's put a name to it. Let's talk about stress, worry and overwhelm. Are they different? And if so, how are they different? So I'll start just with a caveat that I'm not a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm a spiritual director, a youth minister, but I'm also a person first who um, has not only tried to help people with this in spiritual direction and in youth ministry, but I've also dealt with this stuff in my own life uh, quite a bit. So that's, um, I'm comfortable talking, but again, I can only speak from that experience. Um, but 
stress, worry, overwhelm. We could also put the word anxiety in there. Mm-hmm. Um, these, um, from my experience, are ways that we react to life. Um, it's the way our bodies and our minds react. So stress is something that we're supposed to feel. You know, it's it's part of the way we were designed to motivate us to maybe if you call it part of the fight or flight or whatever you want to call it, like stress is this thing that there are healthy level of healthy levels of that help us to survive in the world and to do the things that we're meant to do. Now, obviously that can get go too far. There can be, and people deal with it all the time, myself, including overloads of stress, too much stress, but stress in itself is not always a bad thing. Stress is something that is a part of life that we're supposed to experience. Now, worry and overwhelm, and I'll also throw the word anxiety in there, those are also reactions that I would say in most cases are things we're not supposed to feel in the extremes that we do so often in today's society. So when we get into being worried, that's always about the future. And God doesn't call us to worry about the future. God calls us to trust in him for the future. Now that's so easy for me to just say out loud, but it's true. So we're not supposed to, we're supposed to be in the present where God is not supposed to fret about the past. We're not supposed to worry about the future. We're supposed to be in the present moment where God is. God doesn't exist in the future. He's not in the past. He's here with us in this moment. So worry is something we're just simply not called to do. And again, that's super easy for me to say sitting here on this beautiful day of where it's been a peaceful day for me. So I can sit here and say that, but I also know what it feels like to worry. Now, overwhelm again, that's a, we, we feel overwhelmed. This is something I'm definitely familiar with because of being involved in a lot of different things and, you know, just busy life gets overwhelming. That's also respond this feeling of overwhelm that you like, that's too much. Like you're being smushed is kind of how I've described it. That is a, reaction that is also not something we're supposed to feel stress yes like stress to do things stress to take care of life your children work like that stuff can be healthy at the right levels but feeling overwhelmed like when you get to that point it's time to try to fix something try to work on something and same with anxiety now anxiety is a condition people can be diagnosed with that can be affected by chemical imbalances and things like that that are maybe a little bit farther outside of the control of what you can do through prayer and meditation and things like that. But um, it's still a symptom of something we're not really meant to, because anxiety usually goes along really well with being overwhelmed and worried. So the source of that anxiety or the overwhelm or the worry, again, a lot of times comes with not being in the present moment with God, not just being where you are and focusing what you, and, and again, there's way more to it, but that that's how I would separate it. Stress can be a good thing. It's a part of life in healthy levels, but worry, the feeling of overwhelming, uh, feeling of being overwhelmed and anxiety. Those are reactions we have that I personally don't believe we're supposed to have, especially in the levels that we have today where so many people are struggling with this and medicated or just beat down or white knuckling through their lives kind of thing. So that's, that's basically kind of how I separate it. That's a really good way to put it. It's just kind of like white knuckling. Cause you're right. Like when, when you have a job when you have to be somewhere at a certain time or you have a deadline, like those are 
healthy levels of stress, at least how I would think of it. But if it's, if it's a constant, like everything in your life feels like a deadline, then, then it's getting to a point where it's not exactly healthy and it manifests in different ways from what I've been reading that sometimes like your body can react certain ways or, um, it can, you know, uh, like anxiety show up in different forms like panic attacks or, or things like that. And I remember growing up, like thinking that this wasn't a thing or being told that like, you're just not praying enough or you're not, you're not close enough to God. And it's one of those things that you just kind of want to shake people and say like, yes, I understand that that's a part of it, but what I'm feeling right now is it's, it's fight or flight all the time. So it's, it's not, that can't be just, I'm not praying enough. Like something else must be going on. I, I tend to agree with you that it's it's not something we're supposed to feel like, yes, we're supposed to have healthy levels of stress so that like we're motivated to go get food and to go find shelter. Because back in the day when we lived in caves, like we had to be able to provide for ourselves. And now that that shows up in different forms. I feel like I'm not making a whole heck of a lot of sense, <laughs> but no, you are. Okay. <laughs> See, now I'm getting stressed about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, you're right. It's something that, especially with the advent of social media and phones and just being able to have all this access to information instantly. Like, I don't know that we were supposed to be inundated with that much information to think about and to create, you know, intrusive thoughts of, we're a hundred percent not supposed to be. Yeah. We're not. Okay. We're not. We were not created to be the world was supposed to be a big place, not the small place that it's become. So I mean, again, that's you want to talk about a tangent. Social media, the internet access, like all of those are a huge problem. And did I mean I just read a thing recently that talked about how just the scroll of social media, you know, there's no end anymore. Every mm -hmm. app is a scroll. They do that because we're addictive people and we just keep scrolling. But even the act of scrolling gives everyone some small level of anxiety because you don't know what's coming next. So even though you may be enjoying yourself, although most people I think are just shutting their brains off for a period of time, guilty of that. As mm -hmm. my, I'm, I am also guilty of that. But um, I read something recently really interesting that just that scroll, there's a level of anxiety in you that shouldn't be there. Uh, just because of the unexpected, like you don't know what's next, which is also part of the addictive part because you don't know what's next. And it could be something really funny. And they have the algorithms that when you stay on something longer, it shows you more of that. It's mm -hmm. all, it's really bad. It is. It's, and the, uh, just the, all the different colors, it's just this constant yeah. dopamine hit. I've started around like eight or nine o'clock. I have my phone switch into black and white mode mm -hmm. so that I'm less likely to sit and scroll because everything looks the same. Everything looks boring. Well, that's one of the things that I would say as we, you know, that I was going to talk about is what you just described is what's needs to be done is I understand the frustration where people are like, Oh, you're stressed. You're not praying enough. Like I want to smack people too, yeah. who say that as a spiritual director who talks about prayer constantly. Um, and as a youth minister, I mean, that's my main topic of conversation with teens is their personal relationships with God, which is prayer. And we talk about social media a lot because these kids, it's real bad for you think it's bad for grownups. It's really bad for teenagers. Mm. But that aside, um, there is an aspect of prayer that I want to talk about and your relationship with God and the time we take for that. But 
in our lives, there's also practical things that we have to do to fix problems. Like if you're struggling with these things, you can pray, but some, it's like the thing where like, if you ask God, if you pray and ask God to move a mountain, don't be surprised if you wake up the next morning with a shovel next to you. Mm -hmm. It's like at some point we have to do something. Mm -hmm. I stole that quote from somebody else. That was not me. Uh, <laughs> That's a good quote. It's like that yeah. one about like you're, you're stuck in a flood and you keep praying for God to save you and he sends you a helicopter and yeah. he sends you a boat. And at then some you point you have to move. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so you just described that by saying the black and white mode or do not disturb. Like mm -hmm. you can, there's things that you'll have to do. So like if, if, if you're struggling with whatever you're struggling with, like at some point, you know, God may not be answering your prayer in a miraculous way because there doesn't need to be a miracle. You just need to stop something or change something, but you actually, I actually have to do it. So you, you give a good example of that, of like the things that cause our stress is we have to the over especially overwhelmed like most people who are dealing with feeling overwhelmed it's because they're so busy mm -hmm. but you create that busyness you don't i mean again when you're married and you have kids like there's a level of that that's unavoidable but not completely right you know you don't have to do all the things that you're doing your kids don't have to be involved in all the things that they're involved in it's good to be a well-rounded people but at some point it becomes too much when people talk to me. And even in my own life, when I, when I get to the point where I'm feeling overwhelmed, which leads me to worry, which gives me flares of anxiety. It's because I'm doing too much. I've committed to too many things. I've signed up for too many things. I've put too many things on my couch. I've said yes too many times, even though for me, as somebody who works for the church, they're all quote, good things. Cause I'm doing things for God. But again, there's a difference between doing things for God and doing things God's willing you to do. It's like you, I've, I've dealt with that in my own spiritual direction. My spiritual directors called me out a couple of times. It's like, you're doing all this work for God, but you're not doing God's will. And mm. part of God's will is for us to rest, to find time for peace, to find time for prayer, or to just sit quietly for a little bit and decompress. And again, people say, well, I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do this. No, you don't. You have to do some things. You've got to feed your kids. You've got to get them to school. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to come to work. But outside of all of those basic functions, everything else is extra. Extracurriculars, clubs, Bible studies even. These are all good things on paper. But if it leads you to white knuckling through your life, that's bad. It's a mistake. And we do have control over that if we choose to take control and have the courage or whatever to start saying no to things. And sometimes, especially when you struggle with like people pleasing, mm -hmm. saying no is, is it almost causes its own level of anxiety. <laughs> yep. I know all about that. But I want to go back to that stress that's unavoidable. Like you said, you know, we have to go to work. We mm -hmm. have responsibilities. How, how do we carve out that time to have the luxury of saying no to some of these things? Like, like you said, like I have to get up and I have to feed my kids breakfast. I have to get them to school. We have to get to work. Where, where do we find that time that's not in the middle of the night? Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it's a good question. And it's a different answer for everyone. So like, 
I'm a married person who has no kids. We've been foster parents a couple of times and we may do that, but my wife and I aren't able to have children. Um, so on paper, you would think I'd be less busy than people with kids, but we fill that time with other things. That's why I said my wife and I'll turn around and before we know it, three months have gone by mm -hmm. because she has a full-time job, but also works for the church. She's a CRE at uh, St. Joe's in Dallas town, which is just part-time, but still it's as, it's as consuming as you want it to be. And then for me, you know, youth ministry, young adult ministry, spiritual direction, it can take up as much time as I allow it. Um, so again, we can be super busy and there's single people, you know, there's people. And so the answer is a little different for different people, depending on where they are in their lives. But at some point you have to step back and just take a look at your life. And again, this is where prayer comes in. Cause you want to do that with God, but that is something that I have had finding the ability to say no is something I had to work on early. So when I converted to Catholicism, I became the youth minister at St. John the Baptist part-time the day after. Like I applied for that job while I was in the process of RCIA and stuff. Never thought I'd get it. Um, but uh, as soon as I started working for the church, people want you to do stuff. They want you to come to their thing or talk of their thing or have them do this. And within the first year of youth ministry, I was getting burnt out. And I was, and again, at that time I had a full-time job. Youth ministry was just part-time. Um, and I had to learn that because you want to please people. And it's also like when it comes to this stuff like that, like it's an honor, like mm. it's, it's humbling for somebody to say, even like come on this podcast, like to be asked to do something like this, like it's like, man, that's really cool. Like, I, you know, it's a great opportunity. Like it's, you feel all this motivation to do things, but it also that it comes down to priorities. I would say we're called to love people and do for others but we're also called to love and do for ourselves in a, hu you know, obviously there's humility that you don't want to be prideful, but like we have to take care of ourselves. We have to do what's right. Our main mission is not, it's two sided coin. We were supposed to get ourselves to heaven, but we're also supposed to help get others, but we have to balance that out. So that's why I said, like, if you spend so much time helping others, but you're never working on your own life, your own relationship with God. It's like you look at um, uh, St. Mother Teresa, right? Mm -hmm. She, you look at her life and you're like, all she did was serve the poor, right? She spent all her life and her order. They still do. They spend all their time. It's not true. They spend a lot of their time. But if you look at the life of those sisters, they don't do anything out in the world until they've spent hours every day in prayer and adoration and whatever, like just prayer. So that's balance. Yes, they've given their whole lives to serving the poor, but that doesn't mean they wake up in the morning and go right out to the soup kitchen or whatever. They'll spend most of their day doing whatever they're doing for the poor, but a huge chunk of their day is spending time with God. They balance it. So for somebody to be able to say no, you have to take a look at where your balance is. Because that's what happens. I mean, when we get to this conversation of stress and worry, anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, you're out of balance. It's too much on the one side. So in order to say no, I mean, it takes the courage to say no, you have to let people down in a way. But at some point, like those people, I imagine, at, that are asking you to do things are at some point, hopefully saying no to things themselves. So... 
my, my, the way I do it is I'm honest with people. If I can't do something, I'll just say, I, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I would love to, but I don't have time. Like, I just don't have time. What a lot of times the way I'll phrase it, I don't have the time to do that right. Mm. I don't have time to do that properly. Because for me, I could fill my schedule as much as I want, but I wouldn't be doing things as fully as I should. And the other thing is when it comes to, it's again, priorities. So like if you, like nobody, most people like make time, like you'll get busy all day, but you're still going to take a lunch break. I hope, Mm -hmm. you know, you're still going to eat dinner. You're still going to like take care of that need. Like you have to treat your personal prayer time, which is more than just like, well, we can talk about that more as we go, but you have to treat that the same like this is something this part of our day as a family too this is non-negotiable just like you're gonna feed your kids breakfast say you're not gonna send your kids to school without eating breakfast most likely we have to say the same thing about morning prayer we're not gonna go off in the day and then you just have to plan around it yeah i mean that's again it's a practical thing i don't have like some wonderful like saying or magical switch to flip like at some point just like i said about making changes in your life to not be so busy you have to prioritize these things first build your day around the things that you need to be able to pray and have the quiet time and have the time you need and again you're talking about how to say no again i don't really best answer i have for that is you just have to say no yeah, you just have like to I'm practice so, I don't, it. Yeah, like you just have to just... But again, you don't have to be... You just have to explain it. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And again, that gets down to another problem in our society is where we don't normalize the idea that I have... Like I can't do your thing on Saturday, not because I'm doing something else, but because my plan for Saturday is to not do anything. We're in this modern society where it's like... If we don't have plans, quote, quote, unquote, then we can, we have to say yes. Right. So whatever it is. And I'm like, no, part of our lives should be the downtime. Like it should be okay in our world to say, I can't do that thing because Saturday, me and my wife and my kids are not doing anything. We're just going to stay. I mean, that's really, and again, that's what the Sabbath is about on Sunday too. It's a whole other topic, but like, that's another thing is like, breaking out of this society we live in where we're expected to be busy and say yes. And like, what do you do on Saturday? Nothing. Do you want to come to my thing? Nope. Because I want to do nothing. You know, like that shouldn't be offensive. Right. You know, but again, society has like, it tends to do muddied the waters when it comes to stuff like that. So I know that's kind of like a tangential, like all over the place answer, but if we're going to start saying no to things, we just have to reassess our priorities and really prioritize the things that matter. So that way we feel strong and our, we feel that courage to be like, I can't do that because these other things, including just my downtime, are more important. I love what you said about St. Mother Teresa. It reminds me of that, that saying, um, like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. You always have to fill yourself up first before you can give to others and it sounds it sounds so easy but in practice it's literally something that takes practice of saying no i need i need to make sure that i'm taking care or, or that saying of putting it putting your own oxygen mask on 
first when you're on an airplane. And especially when you're, when your love language is, is service, acts of service, mm -hmm. it's hard to remember that you also need to serve yourself with the same kind of love that you show mm -hmm. to other people. I had taken a, um, a time management course earlier in the year and they talked about that of like making meetings for yourself. Like if you say you want to work out, like you wouldn't cancel a meeting with your boss, you know, unless you had something huge, like a complete family emergency or, or whatever. But yet we cancel on ourselves all the time or we'll cancel our morning prayer with God because we want to hit the snooze button an extra couple of times. Well, imagine like God is your boss and there's no other reason why other than I wanted to hit the snooze button that you're, that you're canceling on him. So it's, it's like you said, it's about making really being firm in your priorities and making like just giving yourself that extra time to decompress so whatever it is. Like maybe you like to do crafts and that's your way to decompress or mine is journaling. Like I, I need that. I need at least 15 minutes to just sit and brain dump mm -hmm. everything so that my mind is more freed for things that are more important, like making sure that my kids eat or <laughs> <laughs> that everybody has clean clothes. Like you're able to give more when you take that, just that little bit of time to take care of yourself first. And then you can clear out all the, all the thoughts in your head and just free everything up for, yeah. to make more space. I was reading James chapter one, verses two through four, and it says, consider it pure joy when you encounter your trials for testing produces perseverance. And there's that whole mantra that God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. But let's be honest. <laughs> When I am in the thick of it, like if I'm having a really awful day, like my husband's in the military, so let's say he's away, I'm solo parenting, the kids are sick, I'm sick, everything, like literally everything just keeps getting piled on and I can't possibly handle one more thing. The absolute last thing that I want to hear is how strong I am because in that moment, I don't want to be strong. I want everything to just work. I want it to be easy. You know, I didn't sign up to be resilient. I just, I just wanted it to work. So how do we, how can we engage with that kind of stress, especially the stress that feels paralyzing is pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps enough? No, uh, th th I mean, there is an element of that. Like in life, we're called to like do what needs to be done. Um, but anytime that one of the things that in spiritual direction and even in my own life, in my own spiritual direction, like when I'm feeling the way that you described, that's always a sign that my relationship with God isn't where it should be. That's hmm. usually if I step back and look at my life in that moment with God, he will always be like, well, he'll point that out. I'll see it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm feeling like your word paralyzing is good. Like you're so busy, so much to do. You're feeling so stressed that literally you can't even solve the problem because you're like frozen. Like those are moments that you're obviously just relying on yourself to get through. And this idea, and I understand what you're saying. People are like, yeah, I don't know how you, you're so strong and you're doing this. And you're like, 
But inside, again, I'll use the white knuckling term again, like you're barely getting by. You don't feel strong. And that vulnerability is good because if we look at it, then we can say, like I said, like we have to fall on our knees to God in those moments and just stop. And we have to stop. Like you're not getting anything done effectively in that moment. You're describing that you're paralyzed. You can't, you're like, oh, it's too much. That is a moment to stop and drop and just ask, just ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you, to just help you move forward. But like pulling yourself up, I don't really like that idea because again, that's you saying, I'm pulling myself up by the bootstraps. What you need is God to lift you up and to help you with that. And that verse that you get, that you, that you said that the James verse, God gives us, because I talked about suffering on the podcast before with you and like God puts these things and these trials and these challenges in our lives to help us grow, but we're supposed to grow in our relationship with him through them. They're not meant like you're, when you're, when you're going through these hard times and you're dealing with this paralyzing anxiety or stress, like those things, like I said at the beginning, those aren't the things that you're meant to feel that strong. And you do some, I mean, we see Jesus felt that way. Like when he prayed in the garden before his passion, like those sweating, like great drops of blood, it's described like he was feeling probably stress, anxiety, like he was feeling just a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So that, that is a part of life. But again, it gets unhealthy when it stops us from being able to function. So, but again, in those moments, like we have to remember, we're, we're meant to be shaped and, and chiseled, which can hurt and be hard. But in those moments, we're not supposed to just be like white knuckle and pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. I'm just going to push through. Those are moments where we have to turn and look to God and say, help me. I can't do this on my own. That's what all of it. That's, 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 again, we talk about suffering and pain and, you know, why God allows bad things to happen. It's because it's the opportunity not for us to go stronger on our own, but to just submit to him and let him be the strong one and work through us. So I think, but again, like that, what was it saying that you had in there? Um, God gives the toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. Like those kind of like wall quotes drive me crazy. I've heard that before too, but like God gives to everyone, whatever they need to grow closer to him. Potentially doesn't always work Mm -hmm. um, because of how we respond. But yeah, I mean, we're, these are all moments where we're supposed to go to God and just ask for help. Yeah, I I wonder if if we talked about God letting bad things happen. If, if do you think that these moments of like stress and overwhelm are put there purposefully so that we have the opportunity I to think, grow closer to Him? I think when it comes to stress and overwhelm and and the things that lead us to worry, I don't think in today's society all of that is God's will. He allows it to happen mm-hmm. because we have free will. We have the free will to be as busy and stressed as we choose to be. But like I said earlier, we chose that. That's why I said it's the process of saying yes or no to things is supposed to be discerned. 
So again, talking about like, how do you answer people's questions when they want you to do stuff? One of the first answers should be, let me pray about it. Hmm. Giving people a yes in the moment is never something we should do as well as a no. I think God allows bad things, difficult things to happen in our lives. But I think the things that have created such, so like anxiety and stress and the feeling like it's such a prevalent thing in today's society because it's caused by today's society. So I think my opinion and in my experience, like most of the time when I've personally dealt with these kind of things, I know it's because I'm, it's not, it's not God's will to answer your question. No, I do not think God puts this in our lives. I think we do because we're not listening to God. Mm. That's the way to say it. We, I think sometimes, yes. And God allows us to do these things because then we can, like I said, fall on our knees and beg God to help us and like surrender, have that humility moment. But that I don't think every time we feel overwhelming anxiety and stress and worry and when we feel overwhelmed, I don't think that's in today's world every time God's will for us, for sure or not. I think it's something we create that he just, because we have free will, so mm -hmm. he, we, can, we can do whatever we want. But I don't think it's every situation, probably in today's society, I don't think most of the time it's God's direct will for us to feel this way because we're not called to worry. We're not called to, like, that's not part of his plan for us. His plan for us is to trust him, which doesn't mean we're never going to feel these things. But we shouldn't be living in a society where most people are dealing with this and it's debilitating. And, you know, most people are, most people are on medicine for these kind of things, you know. Hey, don't forget, this week's episode is actually a two-parter because Chris and I have a lot more to talk about stress, worry, and overwhelm. So make sure you're subscribed to Candid Catholic Convos on Spotify for part two in the coming weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org slash D-A-C and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.